0: Hundreds of pages, thousands of words, millions of letters. Welcome to the Conja Book Club. The price of admission?
1: 50, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Conja Book Club, a weekly teeny podcast where we intentionally experience Star Wars books together with our incredible community. I am one of your hosts, Timothy Guthrie. And I am here with the man himself,
0: Adam Dyson. How are you, man? Good, mate. Ready for another wonderful section of this book. All for it.
1: Absolutely incredible section. I'm glad to see some people in the chat with us. If you are new to the show, welcome. Uh, We are live in Discord every Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern. And if that isn't enough for you, we also hit the Uteni Patreon feeds every Tuesday morning at about midnight-ish. Um, If you'd like more info on Discord or Patreon, um, send us a message. We'll make sure to get you all sorted out. We don't really have uh, many updates at all, except for our man Patrick is not here with us today because he had some incredible news happen to him. He has found the love of his life and decided that he wanted to wife that. So he proposed and she said yes. So kudos to Patrick. He is off and celebrating with family. And I was like, dude, you have nothing more important to do today than to spend time with your soon-to-be wife and fam. So he's got the day off. um, And that's a really exciting update, I think. So kudos to you, Patrick, if you're listening, when you're listening. The only other thing that I feel like I need to mention is that November's book is Kenobi. So if you have not gotten that yet, make sure to head over to com. find the link, the Amazon link in the profile, click it, buy it, get ready because November is coming. And is there really anybody, Adam, that we should be more thankful for in Star Wars than Kenobi? You know, I don't think so. At least when I think about, you know, the American Thanksgiving holiday, Kenobi comes to mind immediately.
0: He left Anakin on Mustafa. He doesn't get any roast turkey. None.
1: <laughs> uh, you You had to just... You had to do that. You had to carve me up like a turkey. Ugh That's messed up, man. That's that's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> if if we didn't have to if we didn't have to do this podcast together, I'd stop speaking with you.
0: <laughs> nope. Just kidding. Just kidding. Nope. Nothing. <laughs> oh, for, nothing man. for Kenobi. Nothing. <laughs> uh, and while, and, I think uh And while we're at it, did you want to tell everyone who picked Kenobi? No. No no, no 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 it's you, fine
1: okay. it's fine no it's fine it's fine I've, i have gloated enough that people know <laughs> um, but I, I do think charles would have a bone to pick with you though on the uh, on the kenobi front I'm i ready. think i think he would have a bone to pick with you i'm ready <laughs> well i am ready to start talking about dark disciple are you ready for
0: this i am i love this book
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, let's get into the summary of the chapters. Remember, this is spoiler-heavy territory. If y'all haven't read the book and you plan to do so soon, continue at your own risk. So, we left off with Voss and Ventress uh, making preparations to assassinate Count Dooku, right? They get all dressed up, they head to a party where Dooku is uh, to be receiving a humanitarian award from the Confederacy of Independent Systems for not sacrificing humans for the war effort. How great. Uh, Grievous is also there, so they're gonna ha- they're gonna have to split up. Ventress goes for Duku while Voss heads for Grievous. Um, Ventress approaches Duku, gives him the details of where and when to meet for a quote unquote fair fight. Voss moves in on Grievous, and a quick firefight breaks out before Grievous ends up indisposed. Um, Duku gets to meet Ventress, exuding nothing but calm. He sips his wine and takes time to set it down carefully before drawing his lightsaber. What? A... Fill in your favorite word there. The fight is drawn out, but Dooku gets the upper hand, um, throwing Ventress away pretty much and taking Voss on his own. He He manipulates him deeper and deeper into hatred, and when the battle droids show up, the fight is over. Uh, Voss is captured and Ventress is concussed and fleeing through the sewers. Um, captured and continuously tortured, Voss loses his sense of time and Dooku's care. Um, Dooku monologues, as every great villain does, um, <laughs> to Voss. Ventress tries to seek help from some old friends, quote unquote, maybe, probably not, in the bounty hunter crew led by Boba Fett. It's a tough sell, but they agree to help. Um, the Jedi Council is worried for Voss since he's not been making appearances at the bar meetings with Kenobi. Voss is continuously tortured and he's having the most awful of dreams, um, the worst always involving Ventress, whether she is torturer, but especially as lover. Um, Dooku lets Voss out of his cell and brings him to this extravagant dining room. Eventually Dooku tells Voss the truth about Ventress killing Voss's master. He shows him the battle footage, and after a brief scuffle, Voss is sent back to his cell with the master with his master's old lightsaber. Psychometry will do the worst and reveal everything that actually happened. Voss is going to feel it all. Uh, The bounty hunters show up on Sereno and cause a distraction for Ventress to get to Voss, but he force chokes her for lying to him. Touching his master's lightsaber has sent him over the edge into the full dark side persona. They fight, and it is her fault to an extent. She feels that. Um, But she manages to get away with her life, meets up with Kenobi for assistance, Sitting in the bar, they see hollow net footage of Dooku and Voss, who is now going by the name Admiral Enigma. Uh, she leaves the bar. The weeks go by. She starts drinking a lot. Um, Desh ends up tracking her down and convinces her to go to the council for help, which she does. And then Yoda asks her to step aside while they deliberate over their next steps. So, Adam, you know, in a reflection of this particular section this is where the heartbreak just fully sets in, right? Um, What is your opening thoughts on this, everything we just read?
0: Even though I think that we knew that all this was coming, um, it's still, it is heartbreaking to see both Voss and Ventress have to go through this. And, you know, look, a Jedi-sanctioned assassination didn't work. You know, surprise. You're right. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Even though we knew this is where it's going to go, it it still hurts all the same. And yeah, it's crazy to see some of those pieces unfold. So let's get into this, you know, the chapter by chapter breakdown. Dooku is receiving a humanitarian award from the Confederacy of Independent Systems. <laughs> Can we talk about that? What are your thoughts on this? Do you think this is just a like a dumb political ploy, you know, by the CIS? Or is there genuine merit to this, you know, for the galaxy at large? Who sees this?
0: I think it's a little bit of both. I don't think the CIS exactly see Dooku's wartime atrocities as, you know, the Republic and the Jedi Council are able to see. So I think in their primary view, they're just seeing their leader utilize droids and those who volunteer to fight in the war instead of, mass-producing human beings (laughs) so i can definitely (laughs) see why the medal is coming even though we sit on the you know the outside noting no knowing that dooku has committed some heinous war crimes
1: right yeah for sure i mean he created a a pretty brutal one there at the opening of the book right What is it about Dooku's speech, right? He, may, like, he makes it all about the fact that the Jedi are using
0: these clones. Like, they bred humans for this. Like, he makes a very valid point in a very twisted way, right? He does, and I think even Quinlan, he, he notes that as he listens. I think that footage of this speech will no doubt trickle into the Republic. So the public itself will start to see these words and we know from um, you know the martez arc in the clone wars that this belief that the jedi are warmongers has already started to take shape and you know seep into the foundations of the republic itself so the speech i think was very political and very well done by the count
1: oh yeah yeah for sure you know and in, in this particular section too you know this chapter outside of that we see ventress You know, sneaking up to try to whisper to Count Dooku, you know, after he gives this big speech, he's having to, you know, glad hand people that came to visit and that are there to honor him. And, you know, she's like, hello, master. But in all of this, you know, she has this concern and she wonders if she could ever just accept herself as she is, you know, without her lightsaber. You know, she's she's always on guard, always ready for it. Do you think that that's possible for her? Do you think that she could ever, you know, outside of Voss, maybe just accept her for
0: for the way that he sees her? Mm, That's a hard one, I think. Especially with her past and everything that she's gone through—from the pirates, the slavery, the seeing her Jedi master fall—I think it would take a long time for her to do it by herself. So that I think that's what makes this section. That's what makes this section even more heartbreaking. Is that she let Voss in, and was you know willing to go down that road, and just disappear with him and be herself. And I think for yeah. him too, he he a whole new world was opened up for him that he was denied as a youngling growing up in the temple.
1: Yeah, that's good. It takes me back, like, thinking back through everything, knowing Ventress's past. You know, there's part of me that would like to think that she would never, ever, ever kind of recover and ever be redeemed. And I love Christy Golden's writing, because even through all of this, even through the doubt, you know, with with every bit of background that we still have, we still don't really know, right? Like, we still don't know how it's all going to unfold. Going into... Chapter twenty, you know, Ventress tells Dooku she wants a fair fight. You know, he tells she tells him where and when to meet. Voss is going to take over. Grievous, I I did have a question. You know, the fact that they were both there. Do you think that splitting up was a good idea? Uh, separating Grievous and Dooku. You know, splitting up and and trying to to go that way.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think if you can get Grievous out of the way early, that is a huge boon for those who are trying to assassinate the count it's we laugh at him but he is a deadly combatant who has yeah who has been shown to kill jedi on numerous occasions so i think getting rid of him <laughs> i think they i do think that it was a bit easy for voss to get rid of him um and yeah sure we'll get there mm-hmm. but i think that's just a narrative point that yeah, we need to get him out of the way we can't spend too much time on grievous so we'll make that a little bit easier than say obi-wan in a film who gets you know 15 minutes of action sequence so apart from that yeah gr- smart smart you don't want to deal with both dooku's a, a handful by himself
1: yeah that's that's what i was thinking right like i mean voss in the fight with grievous i mean he kind of has to escape on his own like like he, it it's very back and forth right but there's a point where he's able to get in, take a lightsaber from Grievous, cut off his wrist, right? And I'm like, Kenobi couldn't really do that. And I was like, why in the world is this guy still alive? Like, is Voss that strong? Was Grievous just that taken aback? What do you think there what what do you think happened there? Obviously plot has to be the plot, but do you think Voss could have killed Grievous?
0: I think so. I do. Um he got close enough to do something and he's clearly more civilized than obi-wan he used a lightsaber and obi-wan used the blaster just going to throw that out there charles (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i I kind of look back on it now after reading it you know early last week but i think perhaps grievous's bodyguard droids might have been a better tool for the story Mm -hmm. um get rid of them nice and quickly save grievous um don't show that grievous can be taken down so easily um, right. Even with Voss kind of probably leaning into the dark side a little bit. I think, still think it was a little bit too quick.
1: Yeah. Well, him being indisposed, it does happen pretty quick. And then Vos goes to meet up with Ventress, who is confronting Dooku, you know, all the while. Can we talk about how Dooku walks into the fight? He is sipping his wine, and then right as they're about to fight... He has the nerve to take his time to delicately sit his glass down on the table and then draw his lightsaber. I have a I have a handful of questions here, right? <laughs> like confidence. What an arrogant person. And why in the world do you let him set it down? Like, I I don't under I've never understood this. Throw it back to medieval days. I don't understand the chivalry of the fight, of the fairness of the fight like if homeboy looks like he's taking his time
0: just kill him <laughs> i don't know did that strike you as just unnerving at all it did and scott said nobility stops for no battle and i think that is <laughs> that's I think that's for, I th- this i think this is just an example of Voss. he didn't kill grievous when he could have he yeah sits there and allows or sorry stands there and allows dooku to talk and sip his wine and put his wine down and Allow him to ready himself. I just, I think this is just another example of this was just not going to work. Yeah. yeah, if that I mean, was, if I'm that was just, a full I'm, blown dark side user, we know if Anakin jumped in there, there'd be no talking. It just, he probably would have killed Dooku in front of the fifty other people in the ballroom. <laughs> <laughs> You're right.
1: You know, I just, I just like, I've never, I've never seen. I don't know, maybe this needs to happen. You know, I've never seen, like, a schoolyard bully, right, like, show up to the playground, you know, dressed to the nines with his, you know, fancy apple juice, and everyone just kind of sits and watches in awe, you know, before he, you know, goes into fight and throws a first punch, you know? So I'm just, I'm wondering if the next time I ever feel like I'm about to get into a scuffle, if I should run and put on a suit real quick and then see if people will listen to me. I don't know. I've just, I've never understood that.
0: Did. <laughs> Do we have anyone that went to a grammar school or a prep school who on the peripheral saw this? Does this happen? Mm. <laughs> um yeah. You're right. Good like call. <laughs> I think it just it was very dooku and I did like it. I did I did yeah. laugh a little that, you know, he he was drinking the wine. He just there was no <laughs> care in the world. None. <clears throat>
1: yeah. I do think though, it is surprising to me that that people do respond to him in that way, right? Like he does carry himself with such gravitas that there is no need. Um I don't know. It's, it's almost like he somehow puts people at ease, but it's like a seething ease, I guess. Um, I just, it's it's always astounded me that people won't just kind of go. And I don't know if that's shock or what, but anyways, I just, I had to call that out because I was reading it and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, just, just,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, even when he's torturing Voss in the next few chapters, it's, yeah, he does it calmly. There's no, he doesn't show that much emotion for a Sith. He he keeps it under his nobility blanket. Yeah, that's I think, the I th- nobility blanket. I like that. I like. Yeah, I look at Dooku a little bit. Like he's, I think he leans in, into his nobility more than he is a Sith. I think he enjoys the idea of being royal, and mm-hmm. Sith is just. You know, a hobby.
1: <laughs> it's a yeah, it's a perk, right? It, it helps him to keep his nobility, if anything. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm going, I'm going back and, and re-listening to the uh, Dooku Jedi Lost audio drama, right? And that's that's very much a core component of that. You know, that he's he is powerful, he is vastly wealthy, and he wants to hold on to it. You know, he doesn't want to let that go. He is cultured, yeah. and and that. That arrogance comes through,
0: yeah. And you know, I, I think it's like a good look at you know, royalty from the past millennia. Is that they? He's do he's not doing anything they haven't done, really. Yeah. You know, from colonialization to invasions for a bit of land. Like he's he's not doing anything that Earthborn royalty hasn't done. So it's just I think he the Sith the Sith part of his character is just a tool for him to do what he would have probably already tried to do <laughs> yep <laughs>
1: yeah well in this fight dooku ends up getting the better of them right he kind of sends Asage, you know flying flying across the room or you know the veranda or wherever and the you know she hits a stone bench she gets really beat up you know in this couple of chapters um, and Voss ends up challenging Duku alone. You know, Duku starts to kind of goad him, starts to manipulate him. You know, Voss is full of hatred. Um, and Ventress knows that all of this is going down, and it's about to end up horribly. You know, Grievous shows up and starts to to deal with Ventress. And there's, it's all very visceral, very intense. Is there anything about this, the fight? You know, whether it's Duku and Voss or it's Grievous and Ventress. You know, is there anything about the fight that you want to point out specifically that you kind of thought about it?
0: Yeah, I, I kind of spoke to a little bit before, but uh, the fact that Grievous showed up in the first place. Mm-hmm. I think that if Voss was ready to fight the mega boss, he would have put down the mini boss first and he didn't. Yeah. And now he's suffering for that. And <clears throat> that's what jumped out to me in the beginning of this, this chapter is when Grievous shows up. Oh, sorry, the end of last. Yeah. You know, he shows up and... It's just another tick that he's can not going to do this. Now, we know he's not going to do that because we've all seen Revenge of the Sith, but in, at a character level, he's not ready for the mega boss. He couldn't put down the mini boss. And now everything's just going to flow on from there.
1: Yeah. You know, my my other question was going to be, and I, you, I think you've probably already answered it, of, you know, is there anything that you might have done differently, you know, to be better prepared for this fight with Dooku? And the, obviously the first thing would be to make sure Grievous is put down like he should have been. Is
0: do you think they were ready to do this? Not at all. No, no, not at all. And you know, I I look at the conversation in the past where you know Ventress is whispering into the Count's ear, and I think part of me is like, just do it now, do it now. Yeah, yeah. right, yeah. right. And then you and then you got to think about the escape and what and everything else that that comes with. But like there are there are opportunities. Yes, it, the follow on effects would have been harder to manage, but. Like, we right. didn't have to get to the point of Voss, Fee, Grievous, and Dooku.
1: <laughs> there were plenty of other
0: steps that could have been taken. And then I wouldn't You know, we head into... and then, You know, we can go real deep and just not have them there in the first place. Just saying, you know. yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, little green dude doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, how in the world are you going to... Uh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> that's, that's at the end of this section. So... They end up getting their butts handed to them, you know, pretty consistently. Uh, Ventress basically ends up concussed and, you know, has to flee, you know, through the sewers. You know, all these battle droids show up. Uh, Voss gets captured. Dooku is, you know, sending lightning into him, and you know, Voss thinks about, or sorry, Ventress thinks about, I should, I should probably go and contact Kenobi, but I don't know that I'm there yet. And so, you know, if she swears, you know, on the blood of her sisters and all the training that they just experienced, all the, you know, the the grips that they just went through, all the, the strife they had to, to deal with on Dathomir to get to this particular point, like, it can't be the end. And I thought that was a pretty great close to that chapter. You know, chapter 22, we get Voss. Being captured, he was tortured for no other reason than to be tortured is what he felt like. Dooku starts to kind of ask him about Ventress and then, you know, he'll drop in and then he'll he'll fly away, right? And then he'll come back and then he'll kind of leave and for days at a time, the absolute worst kind of torture. And Dooku says that he and Voss are the same. Do you think that that's accurate?
0: Uh, only in the fact that, so the Count saw the flaws in the Jedi early jump ship. I think that Voss is now the direct outcome of a flaw in the Jedi, and I think that perhaps Dooku's is a- leaning into that. you know he ta- he's torturing Voss if Voss had not been in that situation but was captured, he could have leaned into his Jedi training and foundation and could have staved off the pain. I think the book even spoke about that now that he's leaned into the dark side doing something he should never have been doing in the first place, Dooku knows, I'll just torture you. You're going to feel it. You're going to get angry with me. You're going to get grief stricken because you're there in the first place. It's just it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And So I do see a bit of a similarity there that, you know, yeah. I, they were both, saw, they were both f- failed by the Jedi. Dooku knows it voss doesn't quite know it yet
1: yeah that's a really interesting interesting point that voss doesn't quite know that that he's been failed yet um oh yeah that hurts (laughs) um and it's 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 sad that he does kind of glimpse ways that you know that it it's going to go south you know, when he, you know, Dooku's receiving the Humanitarian Award, you know, you brought up like, oh, yeah, like that that does seem a little odd. Seems, seems a little off, but there's point. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's really tough. Dooku sees himself as a as a visionary, you know, the, the, the flip side of the, yeah, the Jedi did some bad things and, you yeah, know, he saw the flaws in the Jedi, but he really thinks that he's found a better way. Do you find merit in that on his particular standpoint there?
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think it leans into what we were talking about previously where he saw faults in the republic and the jedi he leaves and then in comes palpatine sliding into his dms with oh you think these things i think these things you know that's are we best friends yeah we're best friends so it kind of (laughs) leans into the whole he left for a reason and then being a sith is a tool to allow him to do this and i think that even though he knew the cis was a front i think part Uh of him really wanted to see it do something, like become something. Uh, yeah. I think part of him, yeah, he really wanted to take it to the end, even though he knew that it was just a tool in his master's plan.
1: Yeah. I do wonder, and I don't know, my mind may, I may be blanking on it if I have, you know, read or listened to it, but I don't know that we've ever seen Dooku give clear motivations for wanting to surpass Palpatine. Have we have we seen that to your recollection like where he has kind of assumed I'm going to eventually take over Palpatine and become lord of the Sith?
0: No, I think even when he takes on these pseudo apprentices in Asajj and and Voss and the training of Grievous, etc. I think that he's not doing it to get rid of Palpatine. I think in his mind mm-hmm. it's just it's a tool for him to achieve his own ends in support of Sidious. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it, he doesn't really have the whole "I want to be the the Lord and Savior."
1: Good call. I did see Chris there in the chat did say, uh, you know, when he starts training a press, uh, he might say something about, you know, eventually using him to take over his master. That could be something. I need to go back and watch those episodes because those are absolutely phenomenal, and we do get. I always forget that Dooku was involved in all that too. My goodness. What do you think about Ventress heading off to locate the bounty hunters? That is not something that I saw coming. I should have, maybe. I don't know. Did Did you see this as...
0: Did that make sense to you, I
1: guess? I
0: did. I, I think the first time I read it, I didn't really see it happening, but in the end it made sense to me that she could go back in the first place despite how she treated Boba in that Clone Wars arc because in the end he got paid <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and yeah you know as this chapter goes on and they reach a agreeable price it's just it's about money at that point for boba before he starts getting all a bit much <laughs> you know like he's still he's still willing to kind of look past a slight for a particular amount of money
1: yeah uh, i will say here he you know, Boba really flexes his his little little child muscles. You know that I, I kind of forgot. You know, towards the end of the Clone Wars, you know, a lot of people kind of complained that he's you know a bit whiny and you know whatever. But the fact that people will still listen to him, you know, whether that's at first it might have been because of who you know his father was, but I think to to see that there's still still some respect here even this early on in his life that people like bosk and lots are going to follow him like that's pretty wild the fact that Embo comes along on this mission and you know Ventress doesn't say everything right she doesn't she just says this is a rescue mission and that they're going to be involved in and as long as they get paid you know it's going to be fine and they agree to do it and that's kind of cool but boba is kind of menacing don't betray me again, like, because I will end you kind of thing. I was like, I don't know, if I was of interest, I'd be like, who are you, kid? (laughs) But at the same time, there's like a real, there's a real threat of promise there, right? Um, Did that strike you as odd at all or you on board?
0: I think it kind of leans into who he's going to become as an adult and and an older adult through the OT and everything we're seeing in the comics, you know, just a horrendous human being. But I don't think i I think if he knew of Asajj's past, because they still see her as the banshee, just bounty hunter. right, um right, no name, I don't know how he'd he'd feel if he saw Asage in her early clone wars, don't give no word kind of mentality yep. <laughs> yeah yeah
1: i I feel like he he would be much more reserved, right,
0: <laughs> yeah, so he can do it he can be he can be you know. He can be like that with a Jedi, noting the Jedi is not going to take it any further than what the Jedi needs to, but I should just, you know, put him down if she has to, I think. And I think that's big. I think yeah. that's a lot of growth for her at that point where she's just biting her, like she's biting her tongue. She's just, she wants to rescue Fosh, She's going to deal with this this, this bounty hunter and his team. And, uh, you know, I think if this was a few years before, if Boba if wasn't willing to give, what she wanted i think she just would have went all oh, season one clone Wars on him
1: yeah yeah for <laughs> sure well you know though you know I, I i do have to think to to boba in empire right where he even confronts vader about making sure he gets paid so i don't know he he might have put up a fight with maybe, you maybe. never know Yep, yeah. I mean if he's willing to go toe to toe with Vader as an adult, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We get we get a lot more torture for our poor our poor boy Voss. He's having these awful dreams, that they're the absolute worst whenever Ventress is involved. Um, uh, you know, whether she's torture or his lover, you know, whatever the case there. A droid comes in and gets him and leads him to real food, right? And we have this incredible scene in this dining hall, right? They can seat like 16 people. Dooku's at the head of it. There's food all over the place. How did how did this scene land for you? You know, we we get Dooku confronting Voss with, you know, the truth about Ventress killing his master. Um, We get The Cabinet.
0: How did all this sit with you? just seemed very Dooku to me. It was very Bond villain-like. I do see Christopher Lee as, you know, an amazing Bond villain. I I think it's just perfect personification of who he is as an antagonist in this book. Like, look what I can give you. Listen to my lies. And I think Voss did pretty well to kind of, nope. Nope, not gonna fall into that trap.
1: Yeah, the fact that he still tries to tries to strangle him, right? Like there's a a quick jump, you know, after he sees the cabinet with all the lightsabers, you know, he still tries to go for his throat. <laughs> like, okay, Voss, I see you,
0: <laughs> right? Leans into Dooku's plan is that he Voss is willing to do that, so that means Voss is bendable.
1: Yeah, for sure. What did you think about the cabinet and about? dooku's plan to use psychometry use Voss's psychometry against him that's pretty brutal
0: right oh incredibly cruel especially after we find out that not only does he see here and use those forward senses that he also feels it emotionally what that person yeah. is going through which is you know easily understandable that he finally fully turns when he touches his master's lightsaber he'd feel of the, the physical pain that the emotional pain that his master's and the defeatism of it all
1: right it makes me it makes me really concerned <laughs> concerned to an extent for Cal kestis in fallen
0: order right <laughs> like he touches all kinds of bad stuff <laughs> how in the world is he still sane? you and know i think and i think we see that he touches the second sister's saber, and it's so heartbreaking yeah. and just incredibly evil that he he's can't function physically. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what I kind of pictured when Asajj, a bit forward, but Asajj finds him and he's on his knees and he's got the saber. Like I think he's just now he's getting control of his body again, and because the pain was just so much, it sent him into shock.
1: Yeah, it. I I could not imagine you know, having to touch, having to touch something that would bring so much exhaustion. And I think to reread it here, it, it echoed how strongly that force ability is and that you don't just see it, but you feel the depths of every emotion that they felt. And of course, especially for his master, who was a, a Jedi Knight, right? Like you're going to see someone who is at peak good, at peak strength all of a sudden cower and in fear and probably be terrified of everything going on and just to to get your gut wrenched like that is is a lot to handle so i could imagine that i would i'd probably be in the same boat
0: <laughs> yeah and i think voss i think being a master as well is able to control it so he can clearly touch things without it just happening cuz <clears throat> so i do think like yeah. to fall in order I, from memory the second sister Knew that he had that ability. Clearly, Voss can control it more than Cow, who was never, you know, he, he got as far as a Padawan. So, like, yeah. when he got that saber, he had to choose to feel that pain as well. He would have known. He would have known, and he and he like right. made that decision.
1: Well, and I'm sure that the guard is going to be broken a little bit when you know it's someone so close to you, right, mm-hmm. that you're touching. Um, I'm sure that, that that would be part of it. Um, you know, if it's some random innocent bystander, if it's a, a random stranger from a, a planet that you've never been to or you don't really care about, or even if it takes you by surprise. But when it's someone that you know, all of a sudden you're like, oh, maybe I, I might like, know. you just don't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you're you're already emotionally paralyzed, and so that hits you and then you touch it. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I think his wars were automatically up in the conversation in the dining room, but I think once he was alone with it, the decision was made. Yeah.
1: Oh uh, Yeah. Uh, that's so hard. Between, we you know we don't see him touching it. In the chapters, but chapter 24, you know, we get Ventress um, on Slave One, you know, with the bounty hunters. They land on Sereno. Embo is there with his really cool, you know, uh, Swiss Army utility hat. <laughs> and, you know, they didn't realize that they were going to try to break Voss out for trying to murder Dooku, right? Which is it's so interesting that, like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this rescue mission for someone that's imprisoned on Sereno, you know, that Sereno would obviously tie to Count Dooku, I guess. But the fact that Voss tried to murder him, that's what makes them pause and go, oh, because it was a murder charge, this is even riskier. I thought that was really interesting. So the plan is for them to steal a ship and use it as a distraction. Uh, Ventress ends up using this distraction to get in and try to find Voss, And he force chokes her, calls her a liar and a murderer because he's seen, he's felt, he's understood the full truth of her deception. And... You know, we talked about how that would hit Boss, all of that going in. The fact that it it made him go full dark side. Um, you know, and chapter twenty five I think is where I truly felt the the depths of how hard the ending of this book is gonna come. Right? I mean we're only at the halfway point, really. Um we still have, you know, two more weeks to go in this book, but it was this particular chapter that kind of clued into me the first time, and especially this time of going, oh man, this is not gonna go, not gonna end well for anybody, not for Voss, not for Ventress, not for the Council. Like this is gonna be bad news for everybody. I thought it was interesting that the Jedi knew that with psychometry, that you know they probably shouldn't touch weapons of violence. I don't know. I I had to make a note of that because I I thought it was interesting that they. I don't know if they would train against this, I guess, or, you know, they probably have a, I'm wondering how that works, right? Like you find out you're force sensitive, you go to the the temple. And I'm wondering if you just get like a book based on, Hey, this appears to be all of your force powers. Uh, Let's, let's read about the pros and the cons. (laughs) Um, How do you think that's addressed? This is not at all related to the book at all, but how do you think that's addressed in the temple
0: classrooms? Like if you visit a family doctor and you get a sheet, Please tick your symptoms.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I know I've heard Eric talk about that he really would like a Jedi Academy canon kind of story. Please. And please. I think I think that would be just a perfect little plot line of something like that. And I really want it. Please make that Disney. <laughs> but I think that's yeah. I think that there's those those types of questions that w- would be answered by that type of storytelling maybe masters at the level of uh, a yoda and dare i say it mace Windu, have the ability to look into the younglings and the padawan's force abilities yeah it'd be really interesting to think about that
1: yeah chris chris makes mention of the fact that there is a trilogy of books uh called jedi academy back in legends um i actually have those on my bookshelf um i have not read them yet um, but that is after this week. I think I may start those finally. But yeah, I would love to get something, something canon wise about all that. I'm envisioning, you know, uh, again, because I feel like I have to mention Harry Potter every week. I don't know why, but I'm just <laughs> envisioning, envisioning, you know, them going from class to class. Right. And there's probably some really terrible, uh, you know, fortune teller, <laughs> you know, future seeker, uh, professor that is there, Jedi master that's trying to help, you know, get them to go through and I don't know. How do you do with prophecy? (laughs) Um, And it doesn't end well, right? And then you've got, I don't know. I don't know. All that kind of stuff. I would love to see it. I'm here for it. Ventress really struggles in this fight, Voss, because he has gone full dark side. (laughs) Sorry, I just saw Scott's message. Oh, man, I can't play this afternoon. I have my intermediate healing class. (laughs) Um (laughs) I would love that. Voss is, you know, Ventress and Voss are definitely going to need this. Um, you know, Ventress is really torn up at this, right? Voss is trying to kill her uh, because he is full dark side. He absolutely hates everything about her. And she hates seeing this in him. It made him this terrible person. And Voss throws it in her face. He drank the full cup of the dark side and he might have chosen to drink it, but she's the one that gave him the cup, right? How did that strike you? You know, Ventress is super emotional in this particular chapter. You know, what is it about her crying that makes it so important? You know, she tears up at at, at this conversation, at the fact that he's gotten to this point. Hello to Joxie in the chat. Sorry. Um, but what is it, you know, what is it about this that is so heartbreaking, Adam?
0: I think it, that it's heartbreaking that... It does fall a a little at uh, Asajj's feet um, that he's in this position. But again, I just go back to the Jedi Council and their horrendous decision to put him there in the first place. And the only reason she's there is because they sent him to her. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And Voss naturally doesn't see that. He's just been through the trauma of touching his master's lightsaber and and will naturally look to Ventress as as the blame and and you know it does fall at her feet that she gave him the tools to be where he is right now but i think the overall decision making was at the council and this is all happening it's 100 their fault in my mind that this is even a thing <laughs> and <Yeah>. and that's <laughs> what it makes for me it's like her tears it's like she hmm um what was i gonna say yeah she's her pain is their fault too i think that she had a different sort of pain before quinlan inserted himself into her life and she kind of saw a future for herself and now that's gone and i think that's just hitting her and it was just like it was, it was never going to end well. We knew that from hindsight, but she didn't know that. She finally saw a way out. She saw a lot. and then yeah, the decisions of that council kind of got them there. Yeah,
1: she, she's suffering from some real psycholo- psychological trauma here, right. right? And it's one thing, you know, her whole past has been, you know, we talked last week, like she's grown up in the dark side, you know, because that's what the the night sisters on Dathomir like, like they were seeped in it their culture their lives and then to to then be with dooku and to be consistently let down and you know he tried to kill her several times and you know all of this like you expect bad people to do bad things but it's gonna hurt so much worse when good people do bad things to you right like when you have this this guard up um and you know i think that's I think that's what she's really wrestling with here and why she throws it back in the council's face, you know, in the next chapter, you know, there's kind of a blame train going on here of, of whose fault is it really? But yeah, that's really hard for her. I would imagine and hard for Voss too, to, to think that, you know, all of these things should have been good things and they have all just let each other down, you know, pretty
0: heavily. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, so that was that was brutal. You know, the fact that she's like, I would I would rather in his hatred that he just kill me because I hate seeing him like this. You know, the depths of despair that she's in is just just a lot. Um, they fight some more. You know, she runs away. The bounty hunters scramble with her. He's Voss is a lost cause at this particular point. Obi-Wan still goes to the meeting space. Right. He still shows up. I don't know, every Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern to to listen to the Conjure Book Club in his favorite bar. <laughs> and he's sitting there waiting on, on Voss to show up and, and listen along with him. But, you know, he hadn't been showing. Um, he's pulling a Patrick and, you know, gone away from, from the podcast for the day. Now, love you, Patrick. Uh, but he doesn't expect Assange to show up, right? He's been there for almost two hours and then Asaj shows up shows up. And tells them that Voss now completely belongs to Dooku. Then they just sit together in silence. Chapter 26, we start to close out this section. You know, regret absolutely hits Asajj. You know, everything she feels like is her fault. You know, she just goes into this drunken stupor. I mean, she's drinking and drinking and drinking. Dooku and Voss appear on the Hollow Net. Um, Voss now goes by the name Admiral Enigma. I got to ask you this question real quick what do you think about this new name? Do you like it? Could I, it could it be better?
0: I think it could be better. I did laugh a little. I I hear Admiral Enigma <laughs> and think it's some corny Aquaman villain, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Uh,
1: oh man, yeah. I I was like, this is this is this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but you also know you also know that it was probably uh put on by someone, you know, some publicist out of Coruscant who's trying to make her big break and she's kind of like, I don't know, let's see if this name sticks. Like yeah. there's probably 13 or 14 and this was the best of the bad <laughs> options. And so it's not something he probably named for himself.
0: Or well, she had a really um, good idea and the editor's a bit of a fool. (laughs) Now I want this note. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He had, he had some bet writing on it or something like that. Um, Hey, if if, if you name this, this crazy new cat that no one knows about, if you name him Admiral Enigma, I'll give you, you know, naming rights to my firstborn. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's what I see happening there, but she leaves. She leaves. You know, one of the bars that she's been at. Uh, she runs into Emirin, who is Desh, and he wants her to go to the Jedi Temple. Um, they show up at the Council Chambers, and they're about to just absolutely go off and kill her where she stands because they are not at all expecting this. And Kenobi ends up having to defend her, which is kind of interesting. You know, he never thought that he would have to necessarily do that. Uh, Yoda permits them to be there and then there's this really intense kind of questioning of Ventress you know, one I want to ask, you know, what did you think about Ventress calling the Jedi out for their tactics Um, the fact that it's on them that Voss is even there to begin with, you know, we've kind of alluded to this this whole time, but to see her
0: do this, I was like, yeah get him girl, you're 100% right (laughs) yeah, exactly, like, she is 100% right, and just Bunch, you know, this is a family friendly podcast, so I won't. That's not going yeah, too far dude, into that. But I'm the idea a, that I'm having to catch myself so yeah, much. The idea <laughs> of like she walks into the council and they're all getting their backs up, which is natural, I get that. But like hands on lightsabers, Mace Windu going like full Mace Windu, like use your brains, guys. Like she's not going to walk in, yeah, to, to try and kill you.
1: Right. Like that's a that's a move.
0: Not only that, (laughs) she helped you with your horrendous decision in the first place and now she's gonna walk in, you're just gonna, you know, be one step closer to putting her down. Like (laughs) what is wrong with you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's awful. Um you know, Kenobi asks if, you know, in the midst of all this, right, like Kenobi asks if, you know, did y'all become lovers? And I also have to think, like, if he's asking Ventress if 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 she and Voss have become lovers, right, because that's what he's truly worried about, why in the world is he not saying anything about Anakin and Batman
0: this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> like, you idiot. I'm sorry. Um, it's just... Yeah, I think... Uh, I guess we can kind of throw a bone to Kenobi that, you know, the Clone Wars kind of alluded to the fact he knew... Maybe that's why the question came out in the first place. I don't know. So much worse.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah. th- I mean, that's what I, that's what I thought, right? Like, as soon as I read him questioning her, I went, well, the other me... lovers, you, you know the answer to that, <laughs> and you know the answer to Anakin and Padme as well, and you know this is where this is going to go. And why pa- are you letting <laughs> this continue?
0: And then part of me was like, well, why does it matter? Like, she's there to help you. Doesn't matter why. Yeah. Just... How about you don't care about her personal life and talk about getting force out of the predicament that he's in? <laughs> yeah uh no, we'll worry about well, she worry about her relationship and you know that's important. it's not like just <laughs> just Jedi being Jedi yeah. really
1: yeah, well, and speaking of Jedi being Jedi, if there's anything that's opposite of that, it's mace being a insert your favorite. Anatomical word there, um, <laughs> because I don't like Mace here. Um, he just—he just Mace is Mace is Mace, man. The complete opposite, I think, of a Jedi being a Jedi. Even maybe more worse, maybe even worse than Sith being Sith is Mace being Mace. You know, Ventress turns it on the Council. Mm-hmm. They asked him to kill Dooku. Begin with talked about that. Um, I find this kind of final set of questions to be. Very interesting. I want to get your thoughts on, right? So Yoda, like things kind of quiet down because she throws this accusation back at them and they're like, Oh, yep. uh, She, she's got us in a box. Like (laughs) she's right. Um, And then Yoda asks in his way, you know, do you still care for him? And she says, yes. And then Kenobi asks, basically, do you care enough for him to become Sith again? And she says, no what do you think that's about the those two questions from yoda and kenobi where is that going
0: mm, it was a nice little way to end the chapter wasn't it or end the section yeah i think that she does she there's love there but i think she's moved away from the sith and i think that this is just a little bit of black and white from yoda and kenobi like you're you jedi on the light and you don't have this in your life or you have it in your life and you go sith like does it matter really mm. like just another fuck, another ball getting thrown at the jedi council here i think i think it's just a bit of black and white here love sith no love like what what are you trying to get at
1: yeah well i'm just wondering if you know and I'm I'm gonna reference something. I've gotta find it. You know, Scott said before the before the show aired, where he talks about, you know, Christy Golden's writing. You know, one of his favorite things, definitely one of my favorite things. I'm just gonna completely plagiarize his comment here because it's so good, right? <laughs> one of one of my one of his favorite things about Christy Golden's writing is that he still wonders if Voss Adventures are gonna kill Dooku. You know, obviously everyone knows it's not going to happen, but Every time you know you read the book, you still kind of catch yourself thinking, "What if they? What if it's this time that they actually kill him?" And I have to apply that sentiment, I think, to everything else in this book because every time I'm thinking, "Oh, this is going to be different." Like, "Oh, maybe, maybe it's going to play out a little bit better than than what I remember last time." Um, and I also, while part of it is that I forget because it's you know been a while, sometimes I, I miss particular plot points when I'm reading it. I still remember bits and pieces, but I never remember how we got there. And so I I still find myself consistently surprised by her, the way that she writes this arc out. I don't know. I love everything about it. But I just wonder, you know, if Ventress had answered those questions any differently. Or even especially that last one, you know, um, do you still care about him? Yes. Enough to become Sith again? No. And I'm just wondering if she had said enough to become Sith again? Yes. Like, what would that re- what would the response have been i don't know it 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 may be a, a a game of futility you know it might not mean much at all but just trying to trying to figure out what that last question really means like is does that mean if she were to become sith that she would try to save him or you know if she's not willing to become sith again does that mean that she's willing to to do what Voss was originally asked to do. And is she willing to kill him where he stands because he is Sith now? Like, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that just makes me think, I don't know where this is going to go. And I love the writing in such a way that it, it does that. I don't know. Would you agree with that?
0: Yeah. I think it takes a lot of skill to be able to take a story with a perceived character outcome and be able to make it as engaging as Dark Disciple is. I think she does a wonderful yeah. job. Yeah.
1: Well, and then we end on one of the the biggest cliffhangers, right? Um, I think Yoda is also addressing us when he's like, all right, uh, Ventress, Desh, Anakin, uh, those of you who listen to the Conju book club and the host themselves, uh, step outside. Uh, we need to talk. Grownups need to talk. I was like, well, we did well with choosing where this chapter, you know, where this section ends. Where do you think it's heading? I know that you've read it. I know that I've read it. Um, but I still am kind of a little fuzzy on the details. Where do you think we're going next? What What do you think that conversation looks like once they step outside and the doors close?
0: Uh, I'm definitely thinking that they're not going to be sitting there reflecting on their decisions and saying, this is our fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably right. Um, hopefully I look at them, you know, they're making a plan, even from a military standpoint, Admiral Enigma needs to be needs to go one way or the other. He is yeah. inflicting heavily heavy losses on the Republic Grand Army. Probably Jedi have gone down at that point. I think even from a military tactical standpoint, they just need to get him out of the way. Yeah, and they're for probably, sure. if anything- no doubt looking at it like as a military force at this point too. Like that's probably the primary. That's what I think. Of. Primarily, they're looking at it from a military view via say. Let's go rescue our brother.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I I think I think you're right. You know, I do think I think if anybody would want better, it would be Kenobi, um, as we've always seen. Right. He's always the most hopeful one in the room, I think. And so if anyone is going to try to save his his brother, you know, I think it would be him that's going to push for it. Let's make one last ditch effort to try to to try to go like like kill him if you have to. But also, like, let's try to let, let's try to save our let's try, let's try to save our boy.
0: After you say that, I know that we get like a from a certain point of view OT books now, but I think we really need a from a certain point of view since he said it in the OT to, to begin with is that just I just want a whole book of council meetings and just being in Kenobi's head. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes
0: and just like give count it how me. many times that he just thinks i oh, just shut up mace
1: <laughs> yeah yeah for for any any time that uh that mace has uh, even do it in the form of like an audio drama but just give us the script <laughs> right like like some, some secretary you know some some person and like i've been on you know i've been secretary for plenty of of committee meetings and things like that so i've had to keep notes before and i'm just sitting here thinking like like, some secretary is sitting there, you know, having to keep track of any time someone says something, and any time Mace has dialogue, you just see there's a there's a note, an annotation from the secretary that goes, Kenobi rolls his eyes again. <laughs> and, like, it's a fun game, to play, right? Of like, this is the 13th time today that Kenobi yeah. has rolled his eyes at Mace. Yeah.
0: Um, from a certain point of view, Kenobi. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, yeah, we... We we need to hold on to this. Um, yeah. We need to pitch this to someone because I think I, I would buy I would buy eleven thousand copies of this myself. I think if if it existed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's great. There some well, heavy sighing moments in this section. Just uh, so
1: oh something. yeah, <laughs> yeah, <sighs> could have been so much better. <laughs> or you know what? What 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 is Yoda actually saying? Is is he using words? I don't think the sentence structure is right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is what is what was your favorite part of this particular section? Anything stand out to you as as something that you think you might hold on to? You know, months after the fact, this book is done.
0: Yeah, I, the confrontation I think between Voss and Asajj when Asajj tries to rescue him in the first place. And then moving into Asajj's vulnerability from there, really stand out in this section. That's good. That's good. For as, me,
1: as kind of twisted as it is, I think about the cabinet, that dining room scene, and just how brutally that all plays out and kind of the 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 not even subtle manipulation that's trying to happen there. It hurts, but at, at the way that Christy Golden writes it I think is so well done, mm. so intricately detailed, um, like I could picture opening the cabinet and seeing all the lightsabers kind of hanging there. Right. And I'm just like, Ooh, I want to know, I want to know that story. Give us, give, there it is. Give us a, from a certain point of view book <laughs> on the cabinet. I want a story, <laughs> a short story about the cabinet and every lightsaber that's there and, I want to know the history of all that. There we go. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to use psychometry to, to get the story for it. I realize that if it's there, that might be too much pain, but I want to see it.
0: <laughs> I don't think you like happy endings then, right? <laughs> That'd be 20 endings with a tragic end.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know, you know? I mean, like, like my favorite book is Bloodline. My favorite movie is Empire. I like to see the good guys down. But it's only because there's hope at the end, right? That's true. So, I don't crates, know. You know maybe full
0: of thermal detonators kind of hope. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. Right? Um, like, all of these lightsabers have terrible stories attached to them, but somehow there's going to be a, a good grievous <laughs> um, or something like that that's going to come in and use them all. Yeah, Chris is like, imagine how much pain is literally in that cabinet. Like, that would be absolutely insane. Good gosh. Well, before it gets any more depressing, let's go home. (laughs) Thank you all for participating in the chat. Thank you, Adam, um, for chatting with me. So glad that y'all were here. We'll be back next week to talk through Dark Disciple chapters 27 through 34. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter and Discord at underscore T. Guthrie. Adam is at DarkStarAU. And Patrick is on Discord at Mac11 send him a message. Tell him congratulations. The man is, is going to get gonna get married. That's really cool. Good for him. If you want to help support the show, head on over to Uteni.com, look up Dark Disciple, click the Amazon link on the profile. It'll keep us on the air and help us produce some more awesome content for you. You'll find links to Dark Disciple and November's book Kenobi in the show notes. If you'd like to help us out more directly, you can find us on Patreon or pick up some new merch at utini.com forward slash merch. A special thank you to Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command Patreon tier and Cheryl Bell, Alec Householder, and Patrick Ortiz on our Jedi High Council tier for their amazing support. And shout out to Adam once again for podcasting with me today. May the force be with you, everyone.